Hello and welcome back to the Happy You're Here podcast. Every single one of these shows is about some kind of way to share ideas and tools, techniques for you to live hopefully a little bit happier, a more fulfilled life so that each of us can bring our best selves to everything that we do. I'm super happy you're here listening with me. Please feel encouraged to reach out on social media and share your thoughts. Um, I really appreciate the one-on-one contact and it helps me build a better show to serve you better. Uh, At the end of each episode, so stick around to the end of the episode, I'll talk about how you can enter to win a $20 gift card. And that comes along with a personalized book recommendation. But the reason we went with the gift card is because then if you already own the book or you want to do something else with the money, whatever, you can do whatever you want. But I'll give you a personalized book recommendation with that. In this episode, we're going to dive into one of those four topics that we talked about in the last episode. And we're diving into information overload uh, and what you can do about it. All of us know that our brains are information processing machines, Uh, kind of. (laughs) And in researching this episode, yes, I do research these episodes, I learned a little bit about how our brains do not actually operate computers, but I mean, they still kind of do. And that gets a little convoluted in the neuromechanics of things. Regardless, we're taking in a lot of information every day. Um, In 2015, there was a study by the University of California in San Diego that estimated each of us consume the equivalent of 74 gigabytes. It's a pretty decent amount of information every single day. Um, And that's average. So there's plenty of us are consuming way more. And that is up from an estimated 34 gigabytes every day in 2008. So from 2008 to 2014, it more than doubled. Now, by 2019 and beyond, we're definitely over 100 gigabytes a day. And there's two main problems with this. One, we're inherently bad at assessing the quality of information we're presented with. And two, our brains need downtime. So let's start with number two, actually. Our brains need downtime. So, I mean, intuitively, you might know this, you might not, but there is there's a lot of research out there on this. I read a lot when I was researching this episode, but the one that really struck me and I found it to be the most profound was the Department of Brain and Cognitive Sciences, Sciences, the Department of Brain and Cognitive Sciences at Massachusetts Institute of Technology, that's MIT, you know, the one that really smart people go to, uh, they found that the mode that our brain goes into when we're not consuming or processing information is called the default mental network. This is not like a new finding. This is a pretty standard thing across the field. But what they found is that it is essential for affirming our identities, developing our understanding of human behavior, and instilling the internal code of ethics. Does this sound familiar? Does this sound like problems that our society might be facing? A dissociated society lacking strong ethical foundations? It could be this absolutely obsession with doing something all of the time that could be causing this. Whether we're sleeping or working or doing whatever, we're always consuming some sort of media. We're just doing something. We don't have a lot of downtime that our brains need to just process all of this information and decide what it is we believe and what it is that we care about. So let's go back to the first problem. We are bad at assessing the quality of information we're consuming. Again, I learned something while I was researching this. I had suspected that based on things that I've previously read and things that I've just noticed is that we're pretty gullible in nature. But what I learned uh, based on a few studies that I'll put down in the show notes, most notably a research paper written by the Review of General Psychology, which was kind of a meta thing that brought together a bunch of other information, shows that we are in fact not very gullible at all when it comes to new information. Turns out we're actually just incredibly, incredibly biased towards fortifying the beliefs that we already have, which kind of is worse. We all know this divide thing is happening, at least here in the US. Um, It's actually happening all over the place and it's getting worse. And I think 
that's no in small part because our media platforms are now able to feed us exactly the types of information that will force us to further into our corners. Scrolling through Facebook or watching TV will surely push you further into the state of panic and anxiety that about the world at large. But here's the thing, that's wrong. Sure, there are things that we need to improve and things that we need to think about and things that we need to say, okay, this isn't okay, we need to improve on this. And in a future episode, I wanna talk about how to actually make a difference when it comes to the things that actually matter and actually we should be worried about. Uh, We'll talk about that in a later episode. But the objective truth is the world is better off than it's ever been before. Uh, And it is so in a lot of different ways. Uh, There's a really good book called Factful, and I will share a thing in the show notes. They link to their website. They do a lot of research on different metrics for standard of living or for quality of life throughout the world. And it's pretty freaking obvious that objectively the world has gotten a lot better and continues to do so. So you're stressing out more than you need to. Plus, that stress isn't going to do any good, and it's probably just going to make the world off any better. So The solution to all of this that we're talking about here, like we talked about in that last episode, is the information diet. Tim Ferriss talks about this and a lot of really successful um, self-improvement people talk about this. It's because this is such a huge problem. The not being conscious of the cons- the the consumption that we're we're bringing into our body, the 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 information that we're funneling in constantly at a crazy, insane rate. So I started doing this a few years ago. There's a couple things that I want to talk about here that are specific things that will help uh, do this. And there's three main pillars to this method. They're going on to a complete fast to give yourself a hard reset. Then when you go back to regular life, setting time to unplug. Um, and when you do plug back in, curate your inputs. So let's talk about those real quick. Go on a complete fast. My favorite way to do this is to have a loved one, someone I care about, change all my passwords on all my social media. I already don't watch TV, so that would be part of it, not watching TV. But for me, social media is the big thing that I consume a lot of. That means you're not deactivating your accounts. It's actually way too easy to reactivate them anyway. You just get locked out and you tell this person why you're doing it so they can keep you in the dark about your passwords for at least a week or so. I know a lot of people who have done this actually and have never went back. For me, it kind of serves as a hard reset for that dopamine treadmill that we're all on, constantly seeking that new information. Um, But like I said, if you're watching TV, stop doing that too. And Netflix, whatever, just quit. You know, the world is probably not going to end just because you're not watching Fox News or CNN or whatever. Um, And even if it does, knowing about it from the news is probably not going to be that helpful anyway. So the idea here is to spend at least a week with as little media input as possible. Um, Read some books, create some things, do something else besides consuming all of this information. So set a time for unplugging is the second one. So once you do go back... For me, this is right before bed and in the morning. So I have time that my brain is not consuming new information. I put my phone in the other room when I go to bed. I put it in the kitchen by my coffee maker. (laughs) And I read something, which is usually a conscious choice of what information I'm putting in my brain. Or even better, I journal. Or I just lay in bed and I try to calm my mind. And then in the morning, I wake up, I drink some coffee. I wake up, turn my alarm off, which is on my phone. I try not to look at my phone, though. I'll just turn it off and then drink some coffee. I'll look outside, smell the air, sit around and think a bit. Um, I meditate, actually, which is we'll get into that in a few episodes. And then I journal about what my intentions are for the day. Then and only then do I check my phone. Um, and sometimes I spend hours before I look at my phone, which is great. I definitely have a super addictive personality and tend to like go in the spiral of if I turn my alarm off and start to look at things, I just won't get off of it. So that's super important to choose your times to unplug. Um, and then, like I said, when you do plug back, 
back in, you want to get really serious about curating your inputs. This has been a huge game changer for me. So like if you want to use Facebook, get in the like diehard habit of unfollowing any person or page that makes you feel angry or anxious. Um, and I mean, even if this makes you feel if you see people posting, let's say political things that you agree with, and it makes you angry because of the other side, that is not healthy. And that's not going to do anything. So for me, if there's posts about politics, basically at all that I feel even kind of emotional about, I just click the little button. It was like a little dot, dot, dot thing. And it says, stop seeing posts from this person for 30 days, or you can just unfollow them completely. And honestly, there's, I have a, a list of maybe 12 people that I've blocked completely. I don't, I think that's a little overkill. I don't do that very often. It's only when people are picking fights in my comments all the time. And in my email, I do the same thing. I ruthlessly unsubscribe to anything that I do not want there. Uh, it's kind of like the Marie Kondo method of, you know, minimalism of throw everything out that doesn't spark joy. Do that with the media that you're consuming, whether it's YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram or email, whatever, Netflix, you can block things. You can tell it you don't want to see stuff like that. And it, they do a pretty good job of it in general. But so basically the idea here is digital information minimalism. If you give these things a try, and I seriously want to know, <laughs> ironically, I'm going to plug my social media here, but connect with me and let me know on social media. Give me your results. Tell me, um, you know, how it went and give me your best excuse why you can't possibly do this. If you're sitting here thinking, I can't do this, like, I, I really want to hear it because I don't think you have a good reason. I'll have to have a talk with you about being a social media addict like me. <laughs> okay, so if this episode has had any impact on you at all, I would really love it. And I think that the person that you're going to share this with would really love it if you shared it with one person one-on-one -on -one, that you think would benefit from hearing this episode. I ask for one-on-one -on -one because I don't really care about the show blowing up and becoming huge as much as I care about it actually reaching people. Obviously, the more people it reaches, the better, but it's not going to matter if everyone is just kind of seeing it and passing by it or, or not really applying the things if these things aren't applicable to their lives. So the people that I want to reach are the people that actually need these things. So if there's someone in your life or multiple people in your life, share it with them individually. Send them a message on Facebook, send them a message in Instagram, whatever. Send them an email, phone call them, talk to them in person. But if you do it on the phone, screenshot you doing that and go to craigandzana.com slash podcast and you can submit that screenshot as an entry to the contest where we are giving away $20 to Amazon, $20 Amazon gift card that we send you over the internet that you can use for whatever you want. And that will come with a book recommendation. I might ask you a few questions about your life and where you're at, and I might give you a personalized book recommendation. If you're not super into books, you can use that $20 for whatever you want. Thank you again for listening. I hope this episode uh, really meant something to you, and I hope you really uh, give this a try and, and do the information diet, at least try it out. Seriously, it's a game changer. It'll blow your mind, man. Actually, it'll calm your mind. <laughs> um, but anyway, I hope I have you here in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.